Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for accepting this invitation for our Bible study and reflection on January 10th, 2024. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most gracious and giving God, please accept our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of the world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may we give thanks to you in all things. We lift up this prayer in Christ's name. Amen. Our study and reflection today revolves around gratitude. And I think I've done one or two podcasts on gratitude before, but you know what? It's something worth revisiting every now and then. Being grateful for what you have and not dwelling on what you don't have or what you didn't get that you thought you should have. Roughly half of Jesus' public prayers in the four Gospels are prayers of thanksgiving for food. He thanked God for five loaves and two fish while feeding the 5,000. When he broke bread for the Last Supper and when he appeared to the disciples and they fed him, he thanked the Father. Anytime he touched food in the Bible, he gave thanks. Our first reading from God's Word today is from the book of John, chapter 6, verses 10 through 11. Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. How would that scenario have gone if that was you, or if it was me in the same situation? Jesus had just finished talking to well over 5,000 people on the hillside, spending all afternoon with them. They're hungry. And the answer to how am I going to feed all these people is a young boy with five loaves of bread and two fish. I don't know about you, but I would have asked God, God, why did you put me in this predicament? Not so with Jesus, because he knew that God would provide. He trusted, he had faith, and he was thankful for that and showed his gratitude by giving thanks. Our next reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 22, verses 17 through 19. And the setting here is the Last Supper. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Well, as you know, Jesus spoke these words at the Last Supper in the company of his disciples. Jesus knew at that time, and he had shared with his disciples that he would have to die soon. With that knowledge, how would you or I 
have reacted. Would we be sharing wine and bread with our friends and giving thanks to God? Here's what Paul had to say about that in his first letter to the Thessalonians. This reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for Christ, for you in Christ Jesus. All right, so if you have kids, do you remember a Christmas or maybe a birthday party where they didn't get everything they wanted? I guess I can ask myself that. Were there times that I didn't get everything I wanted? Well, the dictionary definition of gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. Really? You mean it's not all about me? Now I'd like to read a short story for you that came from a book. It was a book compiled by Amy Newmark, and the title of it, and I've read a few of these for you before, but it's, it's wonderful reading. Very short, but uh, mostly on gratitude. It's titled, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Attitude of Gratitude, 101 Stories About Counting Your Blessings and the Power of Thankfulness. This short story is titled Lessons of the Season, and it's written by T.K. Curry. Is this all I got? Asked my daughter, Allison. I asked for a new cell phone and a laptop. Where are the rest of the presents? Asked my son, Blake. I wanted a set of golf clubs and a skateboard. Well, money had been tight, and as a single parent, I was doing the best I could. My children received almost everything on their wish list when their father was alive, but things were different now. Blake was now 13 years old and Allison 12. I knew we had somewhat spoiled them, but I had no idea it was this bad. I was in shock. I looked at my children and their confused faces. My feelings were hurt, but I didn't want to show it. I was also very disappointed in their reactions to their presence. What kind of Christmas is this? asked Allison. I know, right? Are we being punished for something? asked Blake. I was starting to get angry now. How selfish and unappreciative could my children be? What had we done? I was on my own now and I couldn't maintain our lifestyle. Okay, I want you to remember how you're acting this Christmas and the hurtful thing you have said, because I will certainly remember this next year. We will be celebrating Christmas in a whole new way, I told them. The months went by quickly. I was planning our next Christmas celebration in my head a little every day. I knew my kids thought I would forget all about their actions the previous Christmas, but I was determined to teach them a lesson. I contacted agencies to find a family that desperately needed help. That's how I found a family that lived on a farm about an hour away. There were four children in the house, ranging in age from three to eight. The father had lost his job when his company went bankrupt. He had not found steady work since. They were a low-income family, and my children needed to know they existed. And that they had to, and what they had to endure. 
That next Christmas, we did all the usual traditions, such as putting up a tree, baking cookies, making candy, and singing Christmas carols. But as Christmas Eve drew closer, there were still no presents under the tree. I knew Blake and Allison had to be wondering what was going on. Finally, they asked where the gifts were. I explained that we would be giving gifts to a family that truly needed them. They needed to see what it looked like to need essentials such as clothing and food. I went on to explain my disappointment in their actions and words the prior Christmas. We went shopping that weekend and bought gifts for all the children. We purchased gloves, hats, socks, shoes, and coats for them. Then we picked out age-appropriate toys. We bought three toys for each child. Next, we needed coats, hats, gloves, socks, and shoes for the adults. Then it was off to the grocery store. We purchased everything they would need for a nice Christmas dinner and then picked out some things to get them through the winter. Blake and Allison didn't seem happy with the situation, but I was sure I had them thinking about their attitudes last Christmas. I had a couple of gifts hidden in my closet, but they would only get them if they were polite and respectful to this family and to me. It was the day before Christmas Eve and the day we would deliver the food and gifts. I woke the kids and told them to get ready for breakfast because we would be leaving soon. They groaned in protest, but did what I said. The drive there was beautiful. It was mostly down back roads with amazing views of the countryside. What do these people do here, asked Allison. There are no stores or fast food or anything. They're probably bored out of their minds, replied Blake. I'm sure they get out to go shopping or out to eat occasionally, just not every day as some people do, I said. We arrived at the small home of this family in need, and we were welcomed inside with smiles and appreciation. They offered beverages and homemade cinnamon bread they had just baked. We accepted the treat. I knew it made them feel better about taking the things we had brought for them. The bread was delicious. I asked for the recipe, which seemed to delight the mother. The parents let the children put the packages under the small Christmas tree in the living room. They were picking them up, shaking them, and guessing what was inside. They were so excited. Allison and Blake joined the children. Before long, they were laughing and playing with the little ones. The smallest one wanted Allison to hold her, and she did. Blake was rolling back and forth with the others, rolling balls back and forth with the others. I think their hearts were full of joy to be able to give happiness to this family. We all enjoyed the day with them. They explained how they came to be in this situation, and I felt so so sorry for them. I also knew that this could happen to anyone. It was time to go home, and we said our goodbyes. The children handed out hugs and kisses, and I could tell our visit had touched Blake and Allison. Their eyes were full of tears that they didn't let fall. The drive home was quiet. When we arrived home and went inside, Allison looked at me and said, Thanks, Mom, and gave me a big hug. Then Blake said, Thanks, Mom. Lesson learned. I sat on the couch inside. Mission accomplished, I told myself. The gifts that were waiting in my closet could now go under the tree. 
I knew my children had learned a lesson that would stay with them for a long time. What a great story, and it reminds us, it reminds me, that an attitude of gratitude serves a much greater purpose than an attitude of ungratefulness. I'd like to end with Psalm 100. And after I read it, it will be obvious to you why. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know, you know all of our wants and you know all of our needs and you provide for all of our needs. And you are good, and your love endures forever. And for that, we are forever grateful. We lift up this prayer of thanksgiving in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.